0: Suck it, Rick! Wait, did you? What did you just hold up? Not important. French cricket. Something, something. Does that make sense? No.
1: I guess not. Oh, that's
2: dangerous. I know that look.
1: I guess we have to be
2: bad. Ouch! You got to earn that one, Ricky Dicky. It's weirding me out a little bit. What? Should we have another disclaimer?
1: That's the joke.
2: Not to the dog.
1: Oh, there's a few too many fingers
2: god that's horrible
1: i made a funny
2: i made a marijuana humor i think we should
1: start
3: hello and welcome thanks for joining us under the library our actual play call cthulhu podcast set in the homebrew universe built by our very own keeper if you happen to enjoy what we are doing here and would like to support the show there's two ways you can do that First, you can go to RPG and purchase The Snake's Oil. It is our um, very own module set in season one, with season one NPCs and season one player characters. Or you could head over to patreon.com the library. Either way, we would appreciate your support. And if you are an RPG player or GM of any sort, D and d Savage Worlds, Call of Cthulhu, Fiasco, whatever, um, and would like to improve your role playing, you should absolutely check out our other podcast. We just recorded the last episode of the first season. We're pretty proud of that show. I think it's pretty good. It's called Up Your RPG and can be found wherever you get your podcasts. With that, let's do a show. My name is Arthur. I am playing Buddy. We are short one Chris for the entire night. And a Rick for at least the first half of the show. He may be here after the break. We'll see. But to start with, I am joined by Emily, who's playing Joe. Scott is Eddie. Wayne is Sister B. Because I can't pronounce whatever that last name is. And of course, as always, our keeper is Michael. Michael, the show is yours.
4: Thanks for... uh... Hopefully, my wonderful lighting tonight. Anyway, uh, thank you for joining us. Yeah, under the library, uh, our Call of Cthulhu tabletop RPG featuring themes of uh, supernatural, bodily horror, and horror in general. We don't know exactly what's going to happen because we are an improv group, but we do like to preface that some material may be sensitive for some viewers, especially since... It's mature themes played by immature people. That said, if you've ever considered hiding fake tarantulas in the laundry of other people in your household, then you're in the right place. And with that, I'll turn it over to Emily with uh, last week's recap.
1: I'm not in the right place. Yeah, I know.
3: Yeah, you are. (laughs) No. Uh, you know it's funny that you said that because as you're saying that, I'm in my own world because th- those those who are watching on um, on YouTube will see that all of the players are in the wrong spot, and I was looking at your your portrait and you're in Scott's spot and you said <laughs> I'm not in the right place, <laughs> and I was like, no, you're really not. That's you're you're in meta. Scott's place. That's it was really meta. that was really weird. That's a little meta.
2: <laughs> I thought see I thought you were going to go another way and be like. Emily, you are totally someone who would put a live tarantula in someone's laundry. (laughs) But that's what I was thinking.
3: (laughs) Don't make Emily mad.
2: (laughs) 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 Nothing more dangerous.
1: Let me read the vignettes from last week. So last week we didn't have a normal episode, but we had scenes for some of the different characters. So beginning with Sam, Sam awoke, lying on a dirt road, staring up at the stars his truck's headlights shining over him and the engine running. He does not know how he got there. He gets in the truck, sees his handgun has been fired, looks around, recognizes the terrain, realizes he's only a couple miles from home, but he sees no animals, no glowing eyes in the woods, none of his cows in the field. So he goes into the pasture to check on the cattle and eventually finds a corpse a cow corpse completely skinned in the middle of the pasture no blood around still warm no knife marks he puts some chicken wire around the corpse and continues on he finds the rest of the cattle all clustered in the far corner of the field as he approaches they bolt for the barn at this point he heads for the house Looking at the clock, he realizes seven or eight hours have passed. In the mirror, he unbuttons his shirt and realizes that there are distinct red marks like suspenders on both of his shoulders. As he goes into the bedroom, his wife wakes up, speaks to him, asks about the cattle, and Sam starts to share his story. Next vignette, we have Francis Buddy. Francis whose friends call him Buddy and Eddie Tenfingers. Friends call him Tenfingers? Uh, Buddy's security clearance is the highest on the base or so he believes. And he is right now, uh, he investigates vulnerabilities and keeps things safe. He's five floors below ground, making his rounds through the lab and hears strange noises from the room. A violent human scream. He opens the door with his master key and inside finds a very pregnant woman, restrained by two scientists. She has weird gnarled blobs of flesh on her face and weirdly, she's unexpectedly strong. Uh, a scientist fills a syringe and with sedative and she eventually goes limp. Buddy has helped to hold her down. There's a vibrant blue glow behind a curtain with a moving shadow, a sharp pain in Buddy's neck, and he passes out. Cut to the next scene. Eddie is investigating. His investigation has led him to the base. He's investigating civilian casualties in the area. He knows about some of the events from last season. Spoiler for last season, he knows that Richard's head exploded, and he knows that Richard had a connection to the base. His partner, Jimmy, disappeared. And he's also looking for clues about him. He encounters Buddy because Buddy has been demoted, lost his security clearance, and he's working at the gate. Buddy shows Eddie inside to Corporal Smith's office. And Smith orders Buddy to wait outside while he talks to Eddie. And Eddie accuses Smith of not being American for not caring about these disappeared people. And Smith flips out, but he ends up giving Eddie permission to interview people on the base. Eddie asks for Buddy's help, and they agree to work together. Next scene, we meet Sister Bielo We're in a convent. There's a tense atmosphere. Soldiers outside. The nuns are in hiding. The only person supposed to be there is Mother Superior. Sister B is the youngest nun, and she inspires everybody to move. They sneak out the back, dress as townspeople, and a a townsperson with a truck helps them leave the area. However, they're stopped by soldiers. Sister B hops out, claims to be a gymnast, calls the soldier that she's speaking to lazy and worthless. And he challenges her, telling her, flip. He refuses she gave him a lot of attitude he says if you are not a gymnast i will shoot you she says if you are not a man this will not hurt and kicks him in the balls
3: i forgot about that part (laughs) (laughs) uh
1: regardless um they do get away and then we cut forward to somewhere in new mexico 20 years later as she sits at a table holding a letter from the Soviets with explicit details about what happened to her fellow nuns. She burns the letter. Someday, she says, they'll be blown away like these ashes. Finally, this is a long one, sorry. I mean, the whole, let's go. (laughs) Jo wakes under her bed. The last thing she remembers is reading the words from the book that she stole from Hans Becker. There are flickering lights in the darkness and her hands sticky. A blood smear on the door, streaks like finger paint down the hallway. She looks in her parents' room and it is a mess of blood, but no bodies. The basement is dark, so she gets a flashlight and goes down, following the blood streaks to find her friend Mary's body covered with blood and soaked. The blood has soaked into the salt that also covers her body, looking weirdly red and crystalline. Her parents are also there, dead, looking as if they were mauled by bears. And Joe passes out. When she wakes, she is robotic. She is just not in her mind anymore. She closes her parents' eyes and walks upstairs to find emergency personnel everywhere, Mulvaney, Officer Mulvaney asks her what happened, and she can only respond, they're all dead. Her pointer finger has no blood. That is the end.
3: Gosh. Nice, great job. Yeah. So
2: just for what it's worth, uh Eddie's last name is Dildingendorf.
1: And you're judging me for not writing that down? <laughs> no, 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 no judging whatsoever. Oh, let me just go ahead. Yeah, and, I mean, I you got Biela Pushkin, that.
2: but not dill Dingendorf. So, fair enough. That's okay.
1: Enough. Dil, dill, D I L L, like the herb.
2: You spell it however you want. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Eddie's not even sure how to spell his own name.
4: I, I'm just surprised y'all hang out with me from week to week. <laughs>
1: For future reference, I do have Eddie's last name now. Nice, Eddie Dilding. Ten Fingers Dill yeah.
2: Maybe If you guys are wow. good, I'll tell you the story of how he got the nickname. Gross. Bill, you have ten. If you guys are good, I'll tell you the story someday. Okay. You got to earn that one. Yeah, I I don't
4: want to know. Maybe you're... I don't want to know it. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna
3: <laughs> say. I also don't <laughs> want to know what your definition what of good to... is.
4: Yeah. What can we do not to hear the story? That's what Art and I want to know.
2: <laughs>
1: I guess we have to be bad.
2: You could you could try being a little bit more backlit. We'll see if that works.
1: Wow! Ouch!
4: <laughs> Thanks, Scott. Thanks for commenting on my epic lighting failure this evening. Always, always
2: here to support you. you Every time
4: I move, on? I notice it. It flashes a little bit too, which <laughs> mm-hmm. is even, it's great. Makes looking at the screen even easier. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna last week's episode kind of set a little precedent for these characters that we'll be exploring this season. And so we're mm-hmm. roughly four weeks beyond where we left off in season two, right? So um spoiler alert if you haven't finished season two, uh the uh, I'll I just call that. it yeah, I'll just I'll just call it the uh, departure of certain characters. We're about four weeks after that departure, uh, so where I think we'd start, and for our listeners, as our in our vein of improv here, the characters don't know what they're about to be plopped into, but we are going to start with Joe. And hey,
3: can I um, just ask a question before you get going? And if you can't answer this, feel free to say I can't answer that. But um. So Sam's vignette—how far in the past was that? Was that established or no, or is that unknown?
4: Uh oh, Ed, that was not un—or that was not established. But it was, um, hmm. that's that's definitely like that's backstory for Sam. I think that's fair to say.
3: Okay, but we don't know how far.
2: But maybe it, may a, and it helps explain why Sam is staying in it when he, he sort of didn't have an initial reason to it. Actually, he does have a reason to.
3: Okay. Yeah. So, I was just uh, curious. As, as, as the story was happening, I was wondering you know, where this fell in, in our timeline. But okay, that's cool. Yeah. If it's a mystery, it's a mystery. It, that's exciting.
4: Yeah. Um. But it is it is before he met up with y'all. How's yep. that? Okay. Is that fair? Yep. I um. See. Okay. Or met up with your... Yeah. Before he met up with the group in the previous season.
3: Before we met him on the show.
4: Yep. And Wayne, I sent you a little message that um you'll need to check out. But Joe, what we'll um so we'll start off with you, and I'm just gonna give a little brief recap of what Joe's been with Carly for the last month. Um Mm. and being with Carly for the last month, um Mm. she's been she's been taken care of in a way that uh, she hasn't been taken care of since her her parents uh, died. And um, this this nurturing has kind of given her some restoration. Um, we're about to find out how much. So uh, Joe, would you like to uh, roll um, on on your sand table? Um, and And I would say with advantage because you've had a month of care from Carly and being with Stephanie, who you've been able to kind of act like an older sister to and in establishing that relationships, given you a bit of confidence. Um, So we're going to, we're going to see how much we restore you with here.
1: Did you say roll against my sand table? Yeah. You mean like roll sanity? Yeah. Okay.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but said in a really weird way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So do I want to Surpass or do I want to be over or under on this?
4: Uh well, roll it twice, and which uh you want to be under, okay. preferably.
1: Okay, well, uh, my San is 28. Okay, my first roll was a 20, my second roll was a four.
4: Holy hmm. damn. All right. So with that, then wow, that's that's kind of big. Why yeah. don't you roll? Mm-hmm. A d
1: twenty.
4: Okay. Wow, one of those dice that doesn't come up very often for us. <laughs> yeah. Wow.
1: Oh my god, I rolled twenty. Wait, is this like D and D where twenty is good? Mm. Or
4: you just rolled a twenty <laughs> for real? 20. Sorry. All right. So take it down. Um... <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. then, uh, then then this month has been particularly healing for you, and you've you felt safe, you felt really secure, and it's it's offered, um, it, it's offered a lot in the way of rebuilding your confidence and your security, and as as well, uh, it, it's been this odd feeling of being in Abiquiu and starting to think that maybe things here aren't as bad as you thought they were when you left and so go ahead and you can boost your sand score by 20 points there Joe
1: 20 points wow
3: can can, uh, 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 can, can could Buddy do that
0: <laughs> sanity now 20
3: yeah Buddy's is 20 <laughs> I, oh, I, I have the
4: feeling that <laughs> hanging with Eddie Dingeldorf for the last <laughs> month probably yeah, isn't going to do a only going to help.
3: But... It's only yeah, going to help. I just, just um, can't
1: imagine that Dilgendorf.
2: that's... Oh, oh, Dilgendorf. No, Ding- Dil- Dil- Dil-
1: I can't read my own writing. Sorry. Oh,
2: my Eddie Dildingendorf. It's going to great. 10 fingers, okay? Great,
4: great episode. Yeah.
3: Okay.
2: <laughs>
4: All right. Um... The other thing that's transpired over that last month is I would assume you, uh, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, tell me if your character wouldn't have, but I would assume you would have gone through the contents of the safe. Yes. Okay. So in, in the contents of the safe were extensive uh, dossiers on Franny and on Rutherford. Um, you've found out extensive details about their personal and past Mm. life that um, uh, Richard would have known. And I'll actually leave that up to you. If there's anything particular or former ghost of Franny, ghost of Rutherford, if there's anything that you feel like would be very pertinent that Richard would have known about you that you want to offer up to Joe now would be a great opportunity to do that. He Hmm. would have, yes, uh, anything that you shared intimately with him, uh, he would have recorded and placed in these files, along with photographs of you, um, everything from like designation of height and physical characteristics uh, to emotional moments, and also any sort of professional information that you would have shared with Richard would be contained in these dossiers. So they're extensive to that regard. Wow. And if y'all need a minute to think about that, I can kind of go on to the other contents of the safe, and then we can come back to you.
3: Did we talk about, um, and I said, we, when I say we, I mean you and you and I, Michael, did we talk yeah. about what Franny had found out?
4: Um, I, uh, I can't no, remember. No, we didn't. Okay. But, uh, I could add that in if you want.
3: Okay, yeah. So, um, you know, Franny's would be about um, her scientific background, um, and that she was she was a great student, um, really good scientist, biologist, and um, a chemistry minor. Um, and I, I guess Richard would probably know that. All of her schooling um, was really just to get her into a position so that she could research her great uncle, uh, Harold. Uh, She just... Her her whole life's purpose was to find out who he was and what he was researching and how he died. Um, She did, at some point, learn something... Um, whether that I, I had thought of it as uh, something she learned like while she was um, doing her like late stage research in, um, in her education, but it could have been early in the lab. Um, but she definitely found something uh, that really motivated her and, and sort of confirmed what she already suspected that um, Harold was into something uh, somewhat supernatural, somewhat unexplained, um, pretty dark Uh, and that he was on the right path to learn something really spectacular, and she was really trying to pick that up.
4: Okay. So certainly then, uh, Joe, as you're combing through this, uh, I'm thinking what stands out to you. So there's a couple things that stand out to you. Both uh, there's extensive kind of outlining of Franny's lineage in terms of, as it relates back to Harold. So, um, her knowledge of Harold's roots and bloodstones stick out as well as, um, artifacts and kind of tracements that she had been able to research and put together about her uncle. So, there's fairly Richard wasn't, you know, he was an architect, so he had drawing skills, but he didn't have all the information. There's drawings included in this dossier of things that Franny described to Richard about Harold's inventions or ideas about his inventions. And also her concerns about his uh, mysterious kind of disappearance and the family's attempt um uh, to to find out what happened to him. Um, there's also documentation that Franny had traveled uh, far to different family members in search of these artifacts that had been spread out among the family and was somewhat trying to put together this archive of Harold's research. Um, one thing that stuck out in particular in, in this kind of catalog is <clears throat> that Franny had been doing some research on some cells that she was given um, that were supposedly plant cells uh, at the lab in Los Alamos. And the plant cells that she had been doing research on um, behaved strangely. They they behaved somewhat like animal cells and did things that plant cells shouldn't have done. Um, and... Um, She had this kind of gut instinct and had confided in Richard that she had found uh, in a in a box of stuff that was mixed. It wasn't all um, Harold's stuff, but she'd gotten this box of stuff from a family member and in it mixed in was a vial. And in that vial was some matter that seemed to act in the sh- in the same way, um, but it was a very tiny sample of material, and she wasn't even able to identify what that material was in her research.
1: May I ask a question?
4: No. Okay. <laughs> I'm asking a answer? question.
1: <laughs> so. <laughs> Was it clear that Franny had actually collected physical items, past inventions, belongings when she went around to these family members? Like, does it seem like there's a trove of Harold's items somewhere?
4: Uh Art, I'll let you kind of field this one, but I, I certainly wouldn't go so far as to say a trove.
3: Yeah, I, I would say probably not, because um one of the, I, I I like I like where you were going with like like individual artifacts um, or almost like mm-hmm. clues to the fact that there might be a group of things somewhere. Um, but in and I actually I found this on Franny's backstory um, recently, uh, just in the last week, that uh, she fully intended to make her way to Bloodstone at some point. Uh, that mm-hmm. she was trying to collect enough information and enough knowledge. In preparation of actually going to Bloodstone, um, that she figured that that would eventually be the end of the of the investigative journey, but she was trying to to get really properly prepped before just going there. Hmm.
4: Okay, and that's no small find. the The third dossier yeah. in the safe is all about Bloodstone uh, and hmm. information that Richard has gathered that seems to relate. To Bloodstone, um, which is now, uh, you know, the reason he hasn't just gone is it seems to be another militarily occupied uh,
1: place at this point.
3: Ooh, interesting.
1: And one more question going even further back to your information about Joe and her intermezzo with Carly. You said things in Abiquiu are better than she thought. Does that mean she realized that people didn't blame her or was that just a more general statement?
4: Wow. I I think with, I mean, with what you gained back, I would, I I wasn't going to go so far as to say that before you Mm -hmm. made that role, but I think that we could establish that there's, um, There's definitely been a feeling probably initially of Joe trying to feel that out with Carly and then realizing as as she heard more about the people in town that she's not actually resented or begrudged or there's not any ill will in the town towards her about what happened to her parents. That actually the opposite, right? The town feels for her and her loss.
1: Awesome. Thank you. Rutherford, Rutherford, did you want to tell us anything about your dossier?
0: Um, It would just be uh, from, uh, Rutherford was with him for so long that it would be more family aspects, and that Richard had a full sister from back where he came from in Europe. Her name was Polina, and that Carly is a half-sister, if that works with our keeper.
4: Um Wait, Carly No, no, this is a dossier on Rutherford, not on Richard.
0: Oh, on Rich. Oh, I thought it was on Richard. Oh. No, okay. no,
4: no. But Richard, these are this was Richard's safe, so these are his oh, files. All,
0: okay, never mind.
4: So yeah, this is a dossier on, on your
0: character. Oh, good lord. I'm like um, oh, on what uh secrets he had that he shared with Richard. Yeah, oh yeah, now there you go. Oh good Lord. I was a completely different train of thought there for a while, daydreaming. Sorry, it's okay. Um, if you if
4: you need a minute, I can talk about the other state stuff that's in the safe. If you need a minute, no,
0: no. I was going to say Rutherford. Actually, Rutherford didn't have that much with Richard. Rutherford was um, wrapped into the whole nuclear concept, and that it was, um, you know, going into the wrong hands, and that he distrusted the government, to, you know, to the nth degree. And but he did ha- he did have suspicions of some other. Um, other curious science oddities that were in the area um, so that's one of the reasons that he, he he was there he was he was constantly trying to find a logical explanation for it all but there was uh, over the years during his research with Richard there was a buildup of anomalies he was putting into a folder that he just couldn't explain and so they ended up perhaps they ended up with Richard just anomalies that were unexplained and Rutherford just couldn't wrap his head around it and he um he would have left probably had a copy himself which he probably left behind but probably left a copy with richard of these science anomalies that made no sense and they started to be seemingly centered in the uh in this area of new mexico of happenings and that's why he just kind of left everything and came here without a lot of resources and such like that to study this area but he but he completely and utterly uh, suspected the government of all those oddities. Okay.
4: So along with that would be any details that uh, Rutherford knew about nuclear plans that the United States was embarking on. Um, Anything that he mentioned at all to Richard or his suspicions would be in that dossier as well. And Rutherford
0: was also a chemist. And I was going to say, um, there's a possibility I'll leave it up to the keeper that he might have run across an element that was unexplained on the periodic table of elements um, or something like that where he was just it just made no sense to him whatsoever and he was trying to find out more of it more from, from it and more of it He didn't he didn't get very far at all but he had a suspicion there was this there was, this, there, was this, there was a strange element that he came across once before perhaps Richard supplied it to him and he had no. He had no way to describe what was the laboratory results were coming out on it. It made no sense. There was no reference to anything else in uh, science for him to explain it, and he believed that it came from the southwest.
4: Is that all good with the keeper? It's totally good. Cool. Um, in addition, there's uh, a U.S. passport, a Latvian passport a Polish passport mm-hmm. a Romanian passport wow. and a uh, Russian passport
3: all in wow. his name that's yeah, what I was the same thing uh,
4: they all have his photograph um, but wow. each one has a different name huh. interesting there were there were also two um, 16 mm uh, reel tapes and um these y'all didn't they they piqued your curiosity but it took carly um a little bit of time to procure or borrow some something so that you could watch them um when you watched them and uh, the first time y'all watched them you turned them off immediately because it was just it was kind of in those early stages after everything had happened to rutherford and Franny and Cully leaving, and you just you really needed some space, and it didn't seem urgent. But um, in the past few days, uh, you you've gone back to them, and y'all projected at them. Um, they're very odd in that the location is completely nondescript, um, but one uh, tape is uh, of a, a, a man sitting at a table and he appears to be behind um, some sort of shield, clear shield, like glass or something of that manner. And there's three other distinct individuals in lab coats standing behind him, looking over his shoulder
3: and taking notes. Um, All on the far side, on the same side of the shield?
4: Correct. So it's like he's facing, he's seated behind a table facing the camera. Mm -hmm. There's three individuals standing behind behind him taking notes. As you watched this one, it didn't make a lot of sense because it's about 15 minutes of this footage and every time um, or when you're watching, the people in the background are looking up like they're observing something. They would scribble furiously. Um, They seem to be talking to the gentleman sitting at the table and um the 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 gentleman the man sitting at the table is very focused um and he's looking forward um through it and very intently sometimes his lips move there's no audio to the reel at all and um and so you kind of watch the whole thing trying to assess what he's looking at uh There is, when you watch this one, you noticed a camera next to um, these individuals pointed through the glass onto the other side. And so um, when you put in the second reel, um, it appears to be that viewpoint of the second camera. And from that perspective, it's looking through through the glass and there's... um, a woman who initially starts off seated at a table, um, kind of uh, at the long end, staring back at the group that the camera was at. And, uh, she's doing very odd things in, in terms of you can't really understand what they're looking at. But the first thing she does is push herself back from the table and stand up. She then proceeds to do jumping jacks. Um, She touches her nose um, and seems to be doing kind of these basic. It's like a whole series of um, almost calisthenics, right? Like trying to trying to do these. She's doing these like strange physical exercises. Um, Then she um, proceeds to go under the table, lift the table up over her head. face away from the men or um, the man and throw the table against the far wall. She doesn't seem angry. It's not aggressive. Uh, she's just doing it. Uh, and then the, the last thing it shows is her um, sitting down on the ground, um, covering both of her eyes and laying down. And then the tape ends.
3: Hmm. S- since we weren't there, can we ask clarifying questions or no is this something we have to find out later?
4: Uh, since you weren't there.
3: So we our characters haven't seen this.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: But I am curious. <laughs> And have some have some clarifying questions. Should we wait until our characters see it?
4: Uh ask your questions and then I'll I'll see if anything's appropriate to kind of throw out there. Because if, if it's my vagueness in, in description, right, I want okay. clarify it. Yeah.
3: If you were to line up those two videos, would the um would it appear that the, the dude on the other side of the glass is giving the woman instructions?
4: Make an intelligence role, Joe. no. Oh me yeah
3: <laughs> i reached i reached my dice i was like oh wait my name's not joe
4: <laughs> yeah because okay. she's the one she's yeah, the one she's watching the yeah absolutely
3: yeah.
4: i failed okay um and, and so i i think it's just it's probably not an idea that would come up to joe at this point. okay which i think probably makes sense for mm-hmm. yeah okay okay well uh, other clarifying questions
3: No, but I'm fascinated. Yeah, me too.
4: Okay. Uh, There's also, um, there was more cash underneath all of this, right? There was the envelope Mm -hmm. of cash initially uh, that I think Sam wanted some of. Remember, he was like, can I have some of that Mm -hmm. cash? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then uh, uh, Carly held back, but there was even more cash in the safe. So a significant kind of trove of items um, in, in terms of what Richard had been stashing all this time sorry Franny and Rutherford
3: oh. <laughs> poor Franny
4: so uh, uh I think Carly would look at you Joe and I, I will say we'll pick up a couple of days after y'all have kind of viewed this footage and uh, I think she's just um good morning joe how are you doing today
1: actually pretty good yeah today i slept well no nightmares no dreams even oh that's wonderful um
4: I'm thinking that I'm going to head out for a bit today. Do you, do you think you're okay? Um, I'll take Stephanie with me, but do, do you think you'll be okay for the day here? Or is there anywhere you needed to get to today?
1: Oh, uh, no, I'll be fine here.
4: Okay. And as as y'all are um, talking, uh, there's a significant knock at the door. What she say? And she looks at you, and she says, I, I wonder, I wonder who that could be." <laughs>
1: I don't know. I' am not expecting anyone. You know, I. You should probably get it. I'll if stay only here. there was
2: some way to find out. Okay, so
4: uh, she heads to the front door, and she opens it, and uh, there's a, a a woman standing there, in the doorway, and. Carly says, um, uh, "Hello,
0: may may I help you? Yes, you can help me. I am here. I'm sister. I'm a sister from Saint Ambrose, and I'm here to ask some questions. are uh, you are, you are uh, Carly, I do believe. Yes. Um, I'm sorry, Sister Ambrose.
4: Did you say Sister? Oh Ambrose? no,
0: I come from the Sisters of Saint Ambrose. My my name is." Sister Bieta Pushkin. But uh, it is difficult sometimes. So people have started to call me Sister B. You, you may call me Sister B. And, and she, she has a big suitcase sitting there on whatever the stairs and such like that. She's, okay. It's a very old style suitcase.
4: And and Carly's kind of poked her head around the door to answer it. And so, Joe, you see Carly motion with her hand to you to, to like, you know, maybe get out of eyes. She doesn't want you seen. Um, okay. She's a little bit suspicious of what's going on here.
1: Then I'll be right inside of my door, but listening avidly.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. all right. And um, I'm I'm sorry, sister, but uh, I I don't believe I have any relationship with your convent. Um, and uh,
0: what could I do for you? Oh, there, there I believe you 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 may have a relationship with other convent you, and you don't know there are so many strange streams in the world that sometimes crisscross and, the, and people don't even know it okay <laughs> and she's so I was wondering it, it has been very warm out today and I've walked, walked very very far and she has you know her, just these very plain big shoes nothing fancy she's absolutely you know a nun and she's like says I, I would greatly appreciate it and if i could come in just for a moment miss curry and we we could sit down and just have a, a little talk i i i have some questions about someone that i believe we have a mutual let's just say friend at this point
4: point." and she says oh i i was um i was about to head out for the day sister do you um could you could you tell me what how you know my name
0: Oh well, that is interesting, my my friend. Um, first off, it is, it, it your your name. Um, you you are called Carly, but uh, I I I just want to say that if we, if we can come inside, I I don't want other people to hear what we have to talk about. It is it is private and important, and uh, this is where she will use if if you can. She uses her. Oh, is it her persuade? She's but her okay. persuade is not pushy. It's in this very. Older nun, sweet sort of way. She okay. says, oh, "But that 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 glass of water would do so much help for me right now, and I've come such a long long way. It, it just one one glass of water, and then a few minutes, and just a short conversation to talk about someone we know."
4: And and uh, how did you do?
0: Let's do it. Ah, just missed. <laughs> and she okay. has a good persuade.
4: That's okay. Uh Carly didn't do much better on her perception. So um I, I guess what she what Carly does is she says, uh if you'll just hold on a minute, sister, and um she she pushes the door to and she looks over her shoulder. I, I don't know that anybody necessarily could see it, and she makes sure that Joe is uh unseen and that uh Stephanie's also unseen.
0: Uh, can, so, with, with, uh, with Sister Bielopushkin's Pushkin's abilities, can she try to do a spot hidden?
4: Well, she is, um, she's outside and I'm saying okay. that Carly like just pushed the door closed. Is um, there a
0: little window or anything? Cause Sister Bielopushkin Pushkin will, uh, oh that's a good one all right yeah i'll take
4: that i'll take she'll that. She'll lean
0: over and she and she'll just go she'll drop something and she's just oh and then you know do the old peek under the curtain. no, no,
4: no. I'm, I'm thinking just like go ahead and roll i have an idea let's see how you do on it
1: while he's rolling can i ask a question because no. i wanted joe to also roll a perception because carly rolled a perception and joe's listening but there's no perception skill
4: uh well i meant by um You can use like, uh, I I was using intelligence to see if Carly felt like anything was off or to, to not be persuaded, essentially, if you want to use, if you want to use your wisdom um, or your intelligence uh, in order to like, what what were you going for here? I guess I I wanted
1: to know if I felt like anything was off because this woman shows up and knows Carly's name and then wants to come in the house and won't explain why. And I did make my role.
4: I, well, I don't think you even have to make a role for that. Joe. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> knowing Joe, that's going to put Joe's hock. I mean, Carly's mm-hmm. hockles are up as well, right? Like there's there's concern. So, um but for whatever reason um Carly decides to to let her in, but before that sister, um when she closes the door, there's a little window just like mm-hmm. you described, like one of those little square windows with the little kind of yeah. um small panes in it. Mm-hmm. And as she closes the door, you poke up on your tippy toes and you look through there and you see Carly's head turning, looking down the hall behind her towards the bedrooms in the house. And she's 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 waving at nobody, essentially, but you see her little... You see her little... You see her mm-hmm. hand kind of um, mm-hmm. moving as if to motion somebody out of the way. And then she opens the door and she says... Um, uh why don't you come in sister and um have a seat right here and it's that little sitting area in the front of the house where rutherford's eye exploded out of his head mm-hmm. um and oh. so um uh in fact uh, what what a, what a little moment where sister Belopushkin sits uh right where rutherford's <laughs> eye flew out of his head and she sits in that exact same spot and uh carly who seems a bit Nervous and maybe a tiny bit on edge gets you a glass of water and hands it to you and says, uh, would you like anything a bit stronger, sister?
0: Oh, and she says, oh, goodness, goodness. No, and when she's doing this, she, she's quiet for a second and she does a listen check because that's what she does. Okay, sure. That's the spot. The spot hidden didn't go, so, but the listen check she got. Okay. Um, so and, and she, she got she gets a sense because she has a good psychology, too.
4: OK. And so uh, she hears um, some coughing down the hall. It's not you, Joe. It's Stephanie, who's um, yeah. That's you know, what he, maybe
0: the, the kid. Okay.
4: kid like, maybe she sneezed. The little kid sneezed. We'll go with that. And
0: uh, so you hear that. And uh, and then uh is the pushing and goes, if she hears the sneeze, she goes, oh, God, God bless you for your sneeze in there. I hope you're on, uh, uh, not sick. And no, 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 you do not bring a sister anything more than just, just water, just water for her, for her sister-be. Uh, I do not need anything harder than that. That would not be great.
4: And uh, so when the sneeze happened, Carly kind of went upright a, a little bit more. She's, uh, you know, just a bit more at an edge. And so she hands you the water. You notice a little bit of a tremble in her hand and so um, sister
0: bella pushkin actually takes the glass of water puts it down and stands up and then in a very sisterly um sort of she takes control moment she stands up and she 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 reaches and takes both of uh both of carly's hands and rubs them puts them together and starts rubbing them and soothing them and looks right right in the eye and she says oh he says do not do not be nervous You, you have you have a you have uh, friends here little ones and they are okay i i'm here to talk to you about uh about many things but, but uh one one big thing that we are in in common and oh and, and first what oh, i can't see that what?
4: It's, i it's was a, trying to show you it's I was a dice to show you i was trying to show you the keeper's 98 uh oh, as, oh, as, as oh. It, as oh, you then, take as you take Carly's hands and start to rub them together it's very odd because Carly's uh been very strong and kind of firm and held her own uh she passes out
0: whoa oh goodness oh. and sisters are, oh my goodness i've I've been she says I've been too much and and she says and she doesn't want to alarm anyone so she she says oh, everything is okay and she takes picks up Carly because she's actually Pretty strong. Yeah, she lifts and puts her on the couch, and makes her comfortable, moves her bag out of the way. Um, any pillows, anything needs to be arranged, rearranged. There's a little blanket, she puts it over her head, and she takes the glass of water uh, and props props the back of her, props her up, holds her back up because she's a sister and she's obviously worked with uh, people before who have been sick and such like that. And she okay. puts the glass of water to her lips and says, "Oh, little," and she says, "Oh, little Janotchka. A little bit of water for you, Janatka. This will make you a bit better, and uh, we'll see if uh, Carly wakes up listening to that. Okay. Because Janatka, she says Janatka, but then she's also saying Jana, Jana, and she taps her cheeks a little bit. Jana <laughs> is uh, Russian for Jane. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Carly would know that.
4: Okay. Um, wow. Interesting. All right. So. Uh, Joe, you hear the thud as Carly hits the floor Um, and uh, do you. So we may
1: have to retcon a little bit because I would have run out and all of that laying and pillowing and comforting might not have happened quite that way. (laughs) Okay. So is that okay?
4: (laughs) Yeah. So I, I guess you would probably run out as Sister Bella Pushkin is lifting uh, Carly onto the couch
1: yeah so when I hear the thud I would run out and I'm clutching the only weapon I have which is the long piece of metal that was stuck in Franny's wound
3: <laughs> oh god
0: I mean it's has been cleaned
3: okay yeah. so, uh, yeah.
0: the one from the doctor yeah. what? just be would finish All would right. finish putting putting a uh putting carly on the couch so at that point and would turn and would wait just, yeah
1: just wait
0: right. well, because I don't know, i'm I,
1: I, running out
0: well, and i'm, not, I'm going actually, to
1: yell what have you done to her
0: okay there you go no. well, <laughs> all right well she has her in hand so she has to put her on the couch that's what i was gonna say so she has to put her on the couch and then i assume turn around because she can't see you i i'm envisioning you're behind sister b
1: if I can, I will slide in front of Carly and brandish my medal at you, strange petite woman.
0: Oh, well, did I, did, is she already picked up? See, I thought she was picked up. You already.
1: said you just put her down.
0: Oh, on the couch.
1: You said you just put her down on the couch. And okay. so I yeah, would yeah. like to run
0: in between. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. And I was like, oh, there is other, there is many other people in the house. And and who do you? And I said, what oh, did you do to her? Is she Okay. Oh, my goodness, she she fainted. We were talking for a moment, and I grabbed her hands, and she was overcome. She just fell to the floor, and she says, Oh, oh, my dear one, we must get this water in her. I reach over to the water glass, and I, I bring it over then to uh, Carly, to her lips. And I said, oh, we, we must give her water. She, she she fainted onto the floor, and I hope she did not hit. Who are you? Oh, and I, I am Sister B. I am uh, here to see Carly. We have many, many things in common. And we have to have a little talk. I'd love to have you sit and join us. And I believe there's another one here, a little one. I heard a sneeze. That's not important. Is it all? I one sneeze. Is... Oh, no, you did not sneeze. That was a little child who sneezed. You are not a little child.
1: I have a very,
0: and very also... childish sneeze. <laughs> it also seems in that other room over there. But that's not important. The important thing is this woman, uh, Carly, we, we need to help out our little Janotchka here
1: okay um carly are you okay and i'll just tap her lightly on the cheek
0: sister sure. b yeah she won't get in the way
4: and uh the, um a little sip of water and um she starts to come come to um
0: kind of slowly looking around and then sister b says he says, oh, I did not mean to alarm all the people in the house. I've upset people. And she goes, oh, dear, dear Janatchka, dear Jana, I, I hope you are okay. You you have fainted and seem to be overwhelmed. And he says, it is you, Jana, right? Richard's, Richard's sister.
1: What? How? Who did you say you were?
0: And he says, I am sister B. And I said, oh, I am a... I am uh, Richard's sister. I am Richard's full sister. And this is Jana. This is Jane. She is, uh, she is Richard's uh, half-sister from the life in, life in a different country. Oh, I'm a, and Sister B is obviously much, much older. And she says, oh, I am much older. And she says, I have come to talk to our friend, our beautiful friend here, Jane, to talk about uh, Richard. We need, we need to find out some things about him.
1: At this point, finally, Joe is silent, (laughs) just looks from Carly to the sister and back to Carly looking for some sort of acknowledgement, some sort of agreement, something from Carly to show that this crazy thing might be true. And Carly looks back
4: at you and looks back at the sister and she just looks at you, Joe, and she says, I, "I'm, I'm really sorry, Joe. I, I was just trying to protect you."
1: Is she really? Is she who?
0: Sh- Is this true? It, it could be. And Sister B goes. Oh goodness, I have put so much doubt and mystery into all the people in this house and I I feel terrible about this and and sister sister B goes to sit on a chair and she 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 looks upset she says I I knew there would be many waves caused by me coming here and asking questions and and Collie, I I have I've never met you in person but Richard he, he sent he sent photographs of you when you were younger to me back in Europe and I saw you grow up in in it was wonderful, but at this point, I, I will call you, I will call you Jana, because that is, that is your name and has always been, um, this Kali this thing is new. Uh, and I know it seems to be protecting you, but uh, Richard, well, I, I want to ask you some, when you're feeling a little better, some questions about uh, Richard, and, and maybe your friend here, uh, what is your name my dear? I'm
1: waiting for, a, okay. I'm gonna make a quick roll first um, before I respond. And you don't, I don't even know if you have to roll.
4: You can answer whatever you want.
1: Well, no, I wanted to roll to see if I was coming to trust her because my inclination is still not to trust, but it would make uh, things a little easier if I did. So I was going to leave it up to a roll. All right. Uh, That sounds good. Sadly, I have a very low psychology. So that was a fail. Okay.
4: Um, but that doesn't. That just means that, right? There's there's reservations there, and so okay. I, you you take it how you want. But I I think there's naturally going to be reservations.
1: So mm-hmm. okay, um, I'm Joe, just oh, Joe.
0: Oh, it is it is a pleasure to meet you, Joe. I, I I do not know. Um, I've never I never heard your name in any of uh, Richard's uh, letters or anything. But uh, I he's, I knew he had some new friends uh, recently. But I did not know their names, uh, and uh, this is where the the uh, the stories have ended. And I I do not know. So this is what I want to talk about. Maybe you know more than uh, even Carly. I I am looking for information on uh, Richard's whereabouts and and how he is doing. It's it's very important to me. Obviously, he's he is my brother, and I have lost contact with him. He has not wrote written a letter in many in in, in many months. And then, well, actually, no, he would have heard months. It, um, he, in in a week or so and uh and his would make a phone call here and there and i have not heard from him but uh, i'm just curious about uh, if he is okay and i was hoping to talk to carly and, and perhaps you know more this is very 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 beneficial that you are here so joe's
1: eyes get really big and her face just kind of falls oh, and man, we'll
4: sh- go to a break
3: okay, okay. perfect timing everybody take a few minutes and we will see you on the other side we are back from break michael back to you
4: yes so we're cutting the camera from joe's kind of slack-jawed face and uh heading over to a local or local um uh a bar in
1: town buddy show (laughs) There that
0: that a note. That's, That's your a note. Show. We so could have all sang the beginning of the Eddie Buddy, and then she all. Oh, she just goes at the end. <laughs> better
1: yeah, than I that. could, but if I sing anything high, my mic will just cut out. So. Oh. It's a
0: little... I I don't think
4: you're supposed to sing
3: high. It's not good for the vocal cords.
1: Oh, uh, I can sing so high. You I, have no idea. I
3: think she can sing whatever she wants. <laughs> <laughs> you m- made her, might hurt your vocal cords to sing high. And I, I'm so glad I mentioned the uh, Eddie and Buddy thing.
4: I think everybody just missed my point. You know what? I'm just.
2: Gonna <laughs> it was a reefer it. joke, guys. Yeah, it you was a reefer, reefer j- joke. It was oh. a reefer joke. He you, was ma- he was trying to be happy and make a marijuana make a marijuana humor. <laughs> 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 I made a marijuana humor. <laughs>
1: I made it funny.
3: Were you joking about the devil's lettuce? <laughs> That is not a joking matter.
4: He said the word devil and Poppy poked up her head. Mm. Of course. My little evil chihuahua. What are
1: Eddie and Buddy up to?
4: Eddie and Buddy are at a bar and it would be the bar that you might remember was phoned in in season two. Do y'all remember this? We phoned a bar trying to find out about Richard. I believe Franny phoned to that bar. Right. Actually. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, we're, we're cutting to the same bar that uh, Franny called that day as uh, Eddie and Buddy. I can't believe y'all. I hate y'all. <laughs> Eddie and Buddy are uh, having a drink. Um, it's right down the street from the theater where the magician performed. And okay. um, That theater right now is all boarded up and closed up. There's no act going on. And uh, let's see. I'm going to go. Why don't you give me a wisdom check, buddy? This seems like a buddy thing. Oh, boy. And, Eddie, you can make an
3: intelligence. We'll give you all.
4: We'll see how this goes. I
3: don't know what buddy's wisdom is. Um, wi- Wisdoms very high. Uh, edu, knowledge. Is that is that wisdom? I got yeah. a regular
2: success on intelligence. Okay, you know what? Then we'll just we'll just roll and
3: with that. I- if if it's if it is edu knowledge, then um, buddy got a success too.
4: Oh look at you! And so uh, during the course of your conversation, it at least popped up that one of you had wanted to go see the magician perform. Um I don't know who it would have interested more who would it have interested more
2: I uh, mean I would assume that I would have the knowledge because I knew about the car and the kidnapping and I would uh, know that it was the night of the show and that he was at the show when it happened right okay. like those are those are all the facts so I think I would be really interested in finding out why he wanted to go to the show if it has anything to do with the kidnapping if if there's any connection
3: I think when the show was happening, Buddy would have been very interested to go just as a guest to like see a magic show.
4: Okay, because so, Buddy, Buddy
3: would love a magic show,
4: and I think that's of course he would. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's how it would have come up, right? That uh, you're really bummed that I'm not sure the the facts of the kidnapping. I don't know where you would have gotten those,
2: Eddie. So that one remember, might be a but that's reef. what I that's what I talked about last week with. That I there were eyewitnesses that saw him. Oh, getting pulled okay. Into the oh, car. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah, the eyewitnesses.
2: Okay, yep. all right. That's they fair. identified sort of what the people looked like and that they were connected to the base. Okay, that's how I got on the base in the first place.
4: Okay, and so the for for you, buddy, the um you you're just talking about being bummed that the uh had never made it to the magician show, and and it's at that moment that you just kind of make a note to yourself, Eddie, that. Uh, you, you find it odd that the show has just kind of shut down because on the posters all around town are the ones that you had seen. Uh, the show was supposed to still be live, supposed to still be going on. And so I, I'll i just kind of plant that as something that happened in your conversation. And then I'll let y'all pick up your conversation wherever it seems most natural.
1: Can I ask so, a quick note taker question?
4: No. OK, well I'm going
1: to anyway I just shouldn't ask permission
4: mm-hmm. you ask said permission. the theater
1: was boarded up that sounds like closed forever. do you just mean the theater's dark tonight?
4: uh it's
1: all locked
4: up and there hasn't been I, I guess boarded ups a little extreme but it's all locked up and there's been really no sign of coming or going for
2: quite some time
1: okay thank you
4: yeah.
2: All right. So I guess the question is, it's 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 at least weeks right after our conversation when we
3: first met. Is that correct? Yeah. Are we still four weeks in the in the future?
4: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So y'all have had time to kind of collude and share thoughts and, and that kind of stuff. I mean, I, I'm uh, unless I'm incorrectly doing this, I'm kind of fast forwarding. No, your, I, th- I think your that's connection. OK,
2: because what I'm wondering is at this point you know, I'm going to have traced working with Buddy, all of the steps that I can for that night. And there's enough sort of pieces here and there that I would assume I would know about sort of the players involved. I would know that they were out at Richard's house. I would, you know what I mean? Like my, but you tell me if that's correct, that it seems like there would be enough material evidence, enough eyewitnesses, enough stuff that at this point, we've probably gotten lots of the facts of the cases. And now we're maybe trying to put it together. Does that seem accurate? Right, I to some degree. I
4: mean, you you wouldn't have known like who Boone was. I don't think there's any reason you would ever have run into Boone. Yeah,
2: um, I, but f- we'd know that. For example, there was a guy. Right, there was there was a hobo because a there was drifter. Lo- like a drifter. There were a lot. Like there were again, there were probably witnesses. There was the burned out vehicle, there were, okay. he was serving at the base. Like, so all these things had eyes on him. And in four weeks is a long time in an investigation. So, you know, it's safe to say that we would have talked to enough people in town to probably gather. It's not like someone was hiding like a ninja the whole time. So people were out and about in the open.
4: That's fair. I mean, certainly Franny would be noticed as missing, right? Like that would be major. Um, I I think at this point, um, certainly Rutherford's disappearance is going to be noted. I am Cully's gone, but I mean, really, um, unless he left evidence at the house, right? You're talking about a kid from the Straits that, uh, really, I don't, I don't think there's a whole lot of reason for him to pop up in the investigation, except there's a kid around.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think the interesting part though, is he, he, he got the house and sort of, at least in my head canon, he tried to sell the house. Okay. So, it, it's, so it's like, you know, all of a sudden this kid shows up on the deed, shows up as the owner of the house, and within a week, two weeks, whatever it would take, the house is sold and the kid is gone.
4: So that's, and that's part that, right, that's your, that's your um, Cully canon that I didn't know. So that that makes, that works for me. Um, so I'm just kind of saying the things that I think would be most obvious, right, are, are especially though Franny's a scientist from the base who's missing yeah. um i think that's going to stick out as major um yeah. Rutherford's Rutherford's disappearance uh would be significant as well and then um you know certainly uh, bello would have been a very colorful character <laughs> um but his body I, I, you know um his body would have been found at the crime scene.
2: Well, I was going to say, didn't wouldn't Rutherford's body have shown up in? Forget the town. Abiquiu. Yeah, thank you, Abiquiu. Wouldn't his body like? Because I'm wondering if that's one of the hooks that gets us over to Abiquiu is we would have the knowledge that he, a guy who was seen with Richard, shows up dead in Abiquiu later on. You know, like the next week or later on that week or whatever.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, 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 that works for me. Yeah, I like that. That makes sense. I won't fight that.
3: All right. So I, I thought I was going to have tickets to this magic show. I was really excited to see it because, you know, back, back home in Albany, before before I got into the service, I went to see a magic show. It was really great. It was a ton of fun. But but now it, they closed before I could get my ticket. It was really sad. Have you ever seen a magic show, da- uh, sir, sir Eddie?
2: No, it, Wait, oh, what, what are you talking about here? It's been a long time. You're not going to call me Ten Fingers. You call me Eddie. But you don't call me sir, or mister. That's that's not a that's not how we roll there, buddy.
3: It's just really hard for me to, to remember. So so I just make it one word Sir Eddie.
2: <laughs> sir Eddie. That it makes me sound like a knight I got to pull my sword
3: out. Oh, please uh, don't do that. That's not, that that sounds inappropriate, <laughs> sir. Eddie.
2: <laughs> so I love magic shows. They're they're fun. They're always bullshit. You never believe anything you see up there, but that's half the fun is trying to figure out how they're tricking you.
3: Oh, and I, I don't heard know, this some show, of them they, see an awful real
2: yeah, well, I don't know about that. I've seen some stuff that seems awful real but it turns out it's not real at all. I don't know. I've uh, I've
3: seen some stuff that seems awful real. It's not magic, but <laughs> it's not explainable. Well, I probably would have told him the thing by now, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you told me that pretty much right away.
3: Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, it yeah, wouldn't yeah, have been yeah. right away cuz he he's, he'd be pretty scared, but, but it, it, at some point in the first couple of days, once he realized that that you know, you were doing a legit investigation, and, and that there's some crossover, and that you would believe him, yeah. and that you wouldn't turn him in for telling you. Then, then he would he would tell yeah. you that thing because he's pretty scared. You know, it. it yeah. It, you know, you got demoted, lost his security clearance. That was pretty traumatic for poor buddy. Yep. Yep. So yeah,
2: but I'm not saying that stuff doesn't happen that we can't explain. What I'm saying is that there's lots of stuff that seems like it's hard to explain, but eventually the truth comes out. You know what I mean? That's what we're doing. That's what you're. You're an MP. I'm a. I'm a FBI. We we look for the truth in things. And sometimes, if it's weird, that's okay. Weird shit happens in this world. How anyways, louder, How loud are y'all being? Uh, I mean, I'm trying to keep it down. It's not easy for me to keep <laughs> it's not it down. Really in your nature. <laughs> it's not in my nature. So you could like, my voice is going to do this, and then it's going to go back down because I'm going to realize I'm being loud. Okay, um and perfect. basically i can't swear quietly so no matter what i'm saying as soon as i say something it's like bullshit and like it just comes out there so <laughs> if if i have to sneak i'm probably in trouble
3: i love that all of your characters have a little bit of scott in them <laughs> and we've just identified the scott part of, of Eddie. a little
2: bit of scott in there <laughs>
3: when there's a curse the volume goes up
2: okay sorry i didn't mean to interrupt jell's course go ahead no it's fine um, no it's good so so yeah it, it, i mean you know the part about the magic show i mean the whole reason we're talking about this is that magician and the fact that that shows here and then the what is it the day that that our friend gets gets disappeared by the army the day that our friend gets taken away and he dies shortly thereafter and all of a sudden the magician goes away there's something that doesn't smell right every every bone in my body is telling me that there's something going on with this and it's bigger than just a magician who decides he wants to leave town and that give you a chance to see him pull a rabbit out of his ass
3: so Eddie, you you said two things that reminded me of a rumor i heard maybe you heard it too in your investigation but yeah, i you, heard got
2: i'm from brooklyn if you don't speak up loud i don't hear nothing
3: no it's it's a rumor I, so he gets he gets all close i heard i heard somebody pooped in the theater <laughs> it's amazing i go to that? a show
2: just to see someone shit in the theater some of those shows are so bad I could have shit myself too
3: did that come up in your investigation
2: it, you know what it didn't but I'm writing that in my book because it's hilarious
3: <laughs> I don't know it seems kind of weird that can't happen very often right
2: well, you'd be amazed with what I've seen out on Coney
3: oh I've heard that place is great they got the hot dog place there.
2: Why, why do you think people are shitting in the theater? They had a couple of the Nathaniels, and pretty soon they can't keep anything down.
3: Oh, are they not good? I heard they're great. Oh,
2: they're too good for words.
3: Oh, I'm going to go you there got, someday. When
2: you got a mouthful of wieners, you know you had a good day at Coney.
3: Man, I grew up just a few hours from there, and I never got to go as a kid.
2: Someday you and me, we're going to go to Coney. We'll go check it out. Oh, okay. Go check out the That's bumper kind of cars. Far. You'll love that place.
3: So what's what's next? For the investigation.
2: So, I well, you, didn't you say there were two things? You, you said two, and I'm an investigator, well, and no. I hear these things. Cause, cause you you said, only listed one of the two things. No, what are you messing with me for? It was two you trying things, to see if I'm on my toes?
3: It was two things you said. You said that uh, that something didn't smell right and, and something coming out of an ass. And that's what yeah, reminded me of the in pooping the right in the theater. This
2: stuff. I'm corrupting you. Kind of a little bit. It's it's a good man, buddy. It's you're crazy. gonna earn that. Looking name. around,
3: making sure nobody heard him say "ass."
2: You spend a little bit more time with me, and you go on the base. Everyone's gonna call you, buddy. You're gonna punch him in the nuts. That's what you're gonna do. Oh, so I, I think what think we got to so. do next, we know is important, right? We know that 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 his friend got got it got got off to abbecue after being seen with Richard, and then with all those other people in in Franny and and all the kids and all that. in in this town so all of a sudden one day they're here the next day they're there and then the day after that he's dead I think our next step as you're
4: you're saying this this uh, woman who had been you'd seen her kind of from the other side of the bar um, comes stumbling towards y'all and grabs the (laughs) back of the chair and um, pulls it around and so, kind of turns it backwards towards the table and just plops herself down in the chair. So the back's facing the table. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yep. So and she's not she chasing does, us. She does like the straddle thing with her. Yeah, doing the straddle thing on yep. the yeah. chair, and um, she has um, a glass of whiskey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, like not like a, a you know a couple of fingers of whiskey. She has a glass of whiskey. Okay. And
2: she looks at not a couple of fingers. She, I'm gonna say, "Hey, look! Hey, look at you!" They call me Ten Fingers. That's how many gla- That's how many fingers of whiskey you got in that that cup.
4: And she she looks at you real hard, Eddie. And she goes, "Huh? Explain everything, huh? Yeah, that's what you think you can do. You're real smart. Think you can just explain everything, don't you?" And mm-hmm. and you 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 yeah, notice pretty that much as like she's incredibly intoxicated, um, but also quite beautiful. Um, and it, it, it just really sticks out, um, especially at you, buddy, um, as to how beautiful she is. And sir, she looks. Sir,
3: sir Eddie, do, do, you, do you know this woman?
2: No, I don't know her, but it sounds like she wants to get to know us. I'm going to find out why. You know, let me ask you a quick question, buddy. And I'm I'm not trying to ignore her, but I'm just sort of leaning in. I'm like, buddy, was I yelling when we were just talking? I don't always know my voice. You're, was, you're, I, was I maybe a little bit louder than I should have been?
3: Your, your voice is, it does carry.
2: It's the worst part about being in the FBI. I always wind up telling everybody everything. It's really <laughs> bad. So, and then I'm going to turn to her and I'm going to say, so you heard everything I said, right? I just heard the part where you said
4: that you can explain everything.
2: I can. you do that? Can you explain everything? I'm trying to explain. I'm trying to explain why someone get their head exploded and nobody says nothing about it. And now I got to come down here and do the job of the army. That's what I'm trying to explain. And
4: can you explain why people just disappear? You think you you know all about magic tricks, right? Like, what'd you say? You said something about you just know that you go watch them and you can explain them all. Can you explain Uh
2: them? I'm, I'm okay with card tricks. I'm not so good at people disappearing off the street. That's why I got to investigate. But you tell me this. Who are you talking about who disappeared? Huh. You don't really know? Well, there's a couple. There's a bunch of people that disappeared in this town. I'm trying to, you got to give me a name. Otherwise, I don't even know who you're talking about. Left and right people disappear in this town.
4: Yeah. Yeah, they do. It's funny where they all go. They all just kind of go. You know, one minute they're on the stage telling everybody how great they are. And then all of a sudden they're gone. They just, they leave us all behind right you spend your whole life helping them build up trying to make their <laughs> career big and then all of a sudden they're fucking gone without you and her her whiskey sloshes a little bit on the table mm-hmm. and and a little bit of spittle flying out in your general direction as she gets like angrier and angrier and and so then she just Michael, I just did a
3: psychology role and yeah. I
2: got it uh-huh so i'm going to i'm going to say if that's okay with you, I'm guessing it would have been. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say, I'm just going to make a guess here. You tell me if I'm right or if I'm wrong, okay? Did, oh, you... Mr.
4: Know-it-all. Here he goes. She's looking at you, buddy, and she's pointing at Eddie, and she goes, Mr. Know-it-all over here. He's going to know all about me,
2: where I come from. What uh, are you going to say? So let, um, So what was the name of the magician again? Uh,
1: Casper Muscovane.
2: Okay, wow. So, did you by any chance maybe work on the stage with Casper Muscovane? Were oh, you maybe his beautiful assistant?
4: Well, oh, look at you. you were
2: looking gorgeous and up on that stage, and everyone was maybe so enraptured with you that they didn't notice that he was pulling a card out of his ass or something.
4: Oh, look at you. You do know everything, huh? That's pretty good. I like that trick.
2: So are you? what happened to Casper Muscovane? My, my friend Buddy here, and I'm going to... You tell gonna, me! I'm going to whack you here. on the back, and I'm going to be like, <laughs> you look at this face, you look at this punum,
3: you're telling Buddy me... Buddy is trying sudden, to vanish <laughs> while staying in you, place. you
2: tell me that this beautiful face wants to go see your magic show in Casper Muscovane, and you don't even have the courtesy to put on a show for him? You guys are supposed to be performing for the next month or whatever. Why aren't you up on that stage right now? Uh-oh. You might have
4: said the wrong thing. She, (laughs) with her her whiskey on the table, stands up and turns the table upside down. And she says, how dare you tell me what I didn't put on a show for your friend? He's the one who left me, Mr. Know-it-all. You tell me where he went. You seem to know everything. You tell me where he fucking went to, huh? Where would he go?
2: First, first and foremost, I hey, want to know Buddy's Eddie's, reaction Eddie's to having a table flipped on him.
3: <laughs> uh, so, which direction did the table go in relation to Buddy? I'm picturing, <laughs> so I'm picturing Buddy kind of in the middle, and the woman on Buddy's right, and and Eddie on Buddy's left. Is that right? Uh, I, Does that I had work? The
4: woman, I had the the woman in the middle, and um, uh, Eddie to her left, and you to her right. So when she so flipped the table, right. it actually it, it actually went between y'all, like it flipped towards the empty chair, basically.
3: Okay, so, so the like square table. Yeah, 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 yep, yeah. Uh, so Buddy would have his hands in his lap, and he's kind of looking side to side <laughs> and trying to figure out if he should stand up or stay seated. Or pick up the table, <laughs> and then while she's talk, while she's giving that rant, he would get up and pick the table back up, as if okay. he somehow is responsible for it falling over.
2: <laughs> oh. Okay, and and the glass too that fell on the floor. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And I'm not for nothing. And coaster sort of
3: underneath and- the glass that's now <laughs> empty.
2: I'm backing up, and I'm. Just sort of floating my hand near my waist, near the holster on my waist. I'm not drawing or anything like that, but I've been in enough situations where things get bad quick, so I want to be ready. And I sort of put my hand out and I say, look, lady, I'm in the FBI. I don't want to got to do nothing to you. But if you don't take it down a couple notches, we're going to have a problem. Oh, you all fucking the same. It's my I'm the
4: problem telling me i'm your pro and she just like she just turns she goes right behind buddy and she starts heading right out of the bar into the street stumbly very stumbly
2: okay I'm, yeah i'm not i'm not i'm Sir not chasing her Eddie, i I, th-
3: I think that woman was upset <laughs> yeah.
2: i i think i think your investigative genes are probably uh Full of of bravado right now, buddy, because you know your stuff. That's pretty good. Wait, did it, did the flipping the table or the screaming at us give it away? I think so it was the combination of the two. Can we can we split up for just ten seconds? Not even too far. Can you just go watch and see if you can see where she goes, but don't follow her? I want to go ask the bartender the story.
3: Okay, yes, sir. And he gets up like you know he's just been given orders, so he's he's up to follow the orders.
4: Okay. Yep. So you if you head out the door, I assume, right? Mm-hmm. Towards the street. Yep. And um and he'll, do clumsy, he'll do a very clumsy
3: he'll do a very clumsy like open the door and and you know do one of these things.
4: All right. And you see her like very aggressively kind of accosting people on the street with um what <laughs> appears to be like a quarter of a deck of cards. And and she's <laughs> oh, slurring cool. people going like pick a card, any card, just just pick a card. Pick, Come on. Come on. Come on. You know, and like just yeah. kind of and people are like, ah, you know, kind of like moving around her and just trying to like get away. And and she's should turn back in your general direction as they walk around her saying, yeah, well, you'll never find out what I know. I knew your card. And, and th- just kind of random <laughs> shit like that. Uh-huh.
3: Okay, uh, well, he's gonna you know, stay, he's gonna follow her a little bit, but, you know, staying back quite a ways, because he really does not want her to know, because he's kind of terrified of her.
4: Okay, yeah, Yeah. that makes sense.
2: Alright. Okay. Uh, Eddie? Wait, is there any more with that?
4: Um, I don't want inter- to interrupt. You know what, buddy, give me a luck roll.
3: Mm. Oh, oh, yep, that's definitely a success. Uh, okay. Yeah, very much.
4: Okay, uh, hold that luck roll. We might okay. open, but we're getting kind of close on time. So we might open with that luck roll, but you make a note that you made that luck roll while okay. you're following her.
3: Okay. Thank you, Emily. And it,
2: just, just to close off this part of the, the, the story. So what I want to do is go up to the bar. You know, if I have some sense of, if there's more than one bartender, wherever she came from, I want to go grab the bartender that I think she was talking to. And I want to find out a little bit about what's happening with her and what her story's been. So if we have time today, great. If we were to wait till next week.
4: No, we got time. I was just saying I wanted to cut back to this. So make a luck roll.
2: Okay. Yeah. Total success.
4: Okay. And so there's a male bartender there. um, Very solidly built, like really wide shoulders. um, Very little neck. And um, uh, shiny, bald and um, and just like got a nice curly mustache. And he's um, he's just wiping a glass as you walk up and he's just looking at you out of the side of your
2: eye with that. Can I help you look? And there's a pretty good chance that like we've been in town now for I've been in town for four weeks. This right. You're not a stranger. Night. I'm just, yeah, I'm just so I'm saying not my he's first just, night getting a drink.
4: He's just looking at you like, you know, what can I do for you?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And he would know like what I would hope that if it helps, like I get to know everybody. Right. So if I ever ordered a drink from this guy, I know his name. Right. Sure. I know like because I'm introducing myself to everybody and I'm talking to everybody. So like th- if anything, I'm regretful that I didn't have a chance to get to know um what's her like i guess i didn't get her name but before she went out so there's a you know what i mean i'm just trying to say this guy would probably know me a teeny bit and i would definitely know his name
4: um sure and uh
2: which means you have to give him a name
4: yeah i'm I'm (laughs) doing that i'm doing that um all right his name's richard
0: Oh, no, no,
2: no no, 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 no. I can't believe I almost did you that. Almost oh, did.
0: I almost did that. No, worst. it's not. Oh. <laughs> no, it would have been worse. His name is Dick. <laughs> All
4: right. His name's Lonnie. Um, and um, yeah, Uh, you've bought drinks from him before. Let's see. Make a persuade roll. Let's see how you do on that. Okay.
1: Eddie, buddy and Lonnie.
2: Oh, God. Oh, damn my God. it. Anybody in Lonnie? <laughs> uh, I, I got a. <laughs> I I rolled a five. Cool. Wow. Mm. So you've been. So I got a, a, a super duper.
4: A super duper, yeah. So you've been tipping this guy really well um, since you've been in town. Uh, You you know that the bartender is always a good source of information and you are um, keeping that line of communication. Well, I'm trying to think of another word. Any other word? Well, oiled. well well lubed. See, no, well, oiled. We'll say well, oiled. So you're keeping that line of communication. Um, You've been taking really good care of it, tipping him really well. And so his look at you will retcon back to that. Look, it's not just a, what do you want? But it's kind of that keen knowing. eye, like, uh, you know, what do you
2: need, Eddie? Great. Lonnie, my man, I, I, I got to talk to you. something weird just happened. Obviously you heard your table getting yeah, you, thrown you gotta, over by that crazy drunk lady.
4: Yeah. You certainly have a way with them, huh?
2: Yeah. I, I, I didn't even have a chance to offend her. Usually I got to talk to him for more than two minutes before they flip a table and slap me across the face. <laughs> so uh, what What was her name? She's she worked for that M- Rudolph or whatever the hell his name is. That mu- magician. What's her name? Did you catch it?
4: Oh. <laughs>
2: Did I catch
4: it? I can't believe you haven't run into her before. That's Lana.
2: Wait, Lonnie and Lana. <laughs> <laughs> I hate
4: myself. Why do I do this to <laughs> myself? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh. Uh, <laughs> that is
2: so funny. You know what?
4: You know what? I'm killing Lonnie's name. It's going to be Joey. It's just Joey. There Joey we go. and Joe? Yeah.
3: <laughs> I like Lonnie. Go with Lonnie. <laughs> <laughs> just, you should name him on oh, Michael. Michael. <laughs>
4: Is there a name y'all can't screw up? I mean, like really. Us? Nope. <laughs> nope. All right, fine. We'll stick with Lonnie. Yeah. Lonnie's All right. great. Lonnie's All right. perfect. Yeah, so, uh,
2: that's Lana. So yeah, what what's your story? What did you, she she had enough uh whiskey to down an elephant here? So what's she doing? Well, I mean, you know, that's nothing new. You hadn't seen her in here before. She's always down in the whiskey. I guess maybe I just didn't notice or we've been, so you know what I'm doing here. You know, I'm investigating this stuff. I'm trying to keep the people of your town safe. And then some woman's flipping a table at me and my friend, buddy. Yeah, I gotta be honest. We're going to have to go over there and check for a uh, seeing if he maybe shit himself. Cause this is not the kind of thing that my friend buddy does well with, you know, same old
4: story, same old story,
2: right? She was
4: like shacked up with that bloke doing the, doing the magic act. And who knows? He cut down. He found a better looking assistant. He's gone.
2: She's all pissed. Do you do you? I don't know if you would know this, Lonnie. I know you got about a, a million things you got to do when you are running this bar. But do you know how much after remember? I told you all about the night with the guys getting his head exploded. Yeah, yeah, and he was yeah, at the yeah, show. Yeah, 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 how much yeah, after yeah. that did they close that show? When did they stop doing their magic show? Was that the last night of it or were there any performances after that night? Do you know this? No, no, they shut down a couple of days, they cleaned the theater. I don't know. She's been in here what the last week and a half, two weeks? So that that last night, that night with the the kidnap, that was maybe their last performance just about it sounds like.
4: No, 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 no. That's been yeah. that's been what almost a month ago. This guy split town like oh, only like
2: two weeks ago. Oh. That's good information. That's good information. You see, you're you're a good man. You're a, you're a poet. You're a gentleman, and you're a hell of a bartender. Yeah, yeah. And you're
4: good at leaving those tips. Make sure you leave another one. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's you. You're in your tip. You're in your tip. So, does she come in here every day? Wow. Been if I like wanted f- to find her again, is this where I'd come to find her? Is she going to other bars? Do you know anything about her? If someone flips the table at me, I'd like to get to know him. you know? Hey, I know she pays for her drinks,
4: right? Like she comes in, she pays her tab. But I got to tell you, you're going to try and run into her when she ain't like that. I don't know when you're going to find her.
2: Yeah. Does she come in here drunk? Comes in drunk, leaves drunk, comes back drunk.
4: I had never seen her sober.
2: Yeah, well, not uh, since he left town. It sounds like you. uh sounds like like they were uh, a little bit close. You know what I mean. And maybe he, she didn't just lose her job. Maybe she lost more than that. Well, that's what I.
4: I thought that's what I told you a while ago, man.
2: Yeah, you know, sometimes I, I get a little confused. There's a lot of facts in this case. There's a lot of stuff. I'm still worrying that maybe one day I'm gonna wake up with my head exploded in this town. Seems like that's pretty common. Yeah. Just change your name to Columbo. <laughs> I don't know who that is, but he sounds like my kind of guy. Uh, All right.
3: Okay. This sounds one- like, so yeah. I'm
2: going to go check on my friend, buddy. I'm going to slide, you know, a nice tip across the table for him and at the time. Like a, it feels like a buck would be pretty good. Um, okay. Considering drinks are like, like 25 cents. Yeah. So, no, that that
4: would be, that would be significant. Yeah. He'll, uh, He'll, he'll immediately kind of scoop it up and slip it in his pocket, give you another nod, and uh,
2: uh, say good luck to you there, Eddie. Good man, Lonnie. Good man. Okay. All right. So for watch. what it's worth, I'm going to head out and look for Buddy. Okay. And then we'll close there.
3: All right. All right that is going to do it for us tonight until next time you can find us online under the library.com under the lib on twitter under the library on instagram so for me for scott for emily for wayne and for michael and even for the absent rick and chris thanks for joining us tonight we'll see you next time
4: What can we do not to hear the story?
2: No dogs were hurt in the making of this episode.
4: We're going to stretch it out really big. So wow. big that it gets awkward.
2: Try and maximize the awkward silence? or We're going to make that awkward silence as big as we can. It's big enough to be awkward.
4: That's what happens when somebody who knows absolutely nothing about your profession comments on it.
2: A Buddy and Eddie show. Doo, 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 doo.